0: So we've been thinking about those kinds of strategies because it's not about like, all right, like I have to figure out what tools I can use. So much of ADHD management is environmental modification. Learning the skills is a huge part of it. But then once you have the skills, once you have the tools, that becomes a very small part of it. It's setting up the environment so you use the skills and tools that you know to use.
1: Right. Yeah, because I know what to do. I'm just not doing what I know.
0: And that is ADHD. ADHD Rewired, episode 258. This is the podcast for those of us with really good intentions and a slightly wandering attention. I'm Eric Tivers. I'm a licensed clinical social worker by training and a coach by design. I'm your host and I have ADHD. ADHD Rewired is a more than just a podcast. We are a community. We are wired for connection and you are not alone. Go to ADHDRewired.com to learn how you can join us in our free secret Facebook group. Get additional resources for every episode, including links to any resources We mentioned on today's show. You can support us on Patreon, sign up for our email newsletter. You can request podcast postcards to distribute to your clients and support groups. And you can learn all about our intensive online video based coaching and accountability groups. You can do all of this at our website, ADHDRewired.com. We know that starting is the hardest part. So let's get started. Welcome back to another episode of ADHD Rewired. We have another mastermind session today from our helpers, our ADHD rewired alumni admin. We put two D's in admin uh, from our fourteenth season. It's been taking us a while to get through all the, uh, the the hot seats. Now that we're in February, and the group ended, I don't even remember when, a couple months ago. Um, but we have Katie today uh, in the hot seat, and uh, and Katie's actually been on the podcast before, um, so. Welcome back, Katie, and uh, for everyone else, we have Kat, Roxy, Juliet, and and Carrie. So let's uh, let's dive in. Katie, how can we help you today? What are we going to be masterminding?
1: Um, So what I'm looking to mastermind is pretty much finding what my passion is and how to essentially turn that into my career, or just, I guess, kind of, maybe not so much my career, but just do it, <laughs> do my passion. So that I, you know, I'm happy in my life because I feel like I've never been able to make decisions in my life. So I can't even decide what it is that makes me happy. Cause I like so many different things. So I'm like, how do I decide which one I want to focus on?
0: So. Okay. Let's start with any questions for clarification. Carrie.
2: Katie, it's Carrie. You mentioned maybe for a career, maybe not. Is this, is there any kind of limitation around what's, off um the docket for possibilities and what's on no i
1: think that the reason why i probably hesitated when i said that was i ideally i would love to turn my you know my passion into my career i just i feel like i doubt myself a lot or like i don't think i'm talented at anything so i'll end up like just thinking i can't ever make any money with what can and can't do, I guess. So for me, it doesn't even seem obtainable, like to turn my passion into my career. Like it's not even like a thought in my head that can even happen.
0: The yeah, other follow-up questions or uh, yeah, Roxy.
1: I'm wondering um, what are some of those passions? So the main one is I used to have like a YouTube channel and I used to do like, I started off doing like makeup reviews and, like then I went into like nerdy kind of like sci-fi tv show reviews and I feel like it's not that I just want to be like a quote-unquote youtuber just because I'm like oh I see other people do it and I wanted to do it I literally feel like youtube has changed my life like when I was in high school I used to get bullied for like being too happy all the time and stuff and then People would always be like, oh, you're too happy all the time. Like, it's not normal. You would probably laugh at a funeral, like, all these horrible things. So, it really affected like my self esteem. And then I found YouTube and I started making videos. And that was actually the, the thing that I got the biggest compliments on, on in my life. Like, people would be like, I love your personality. Wow, you're so positive all the time. And I started gaining good traction off of that. So, I feel like I have a different relationship with YouTube where I just feel like it changed the person that I was and it helped me gain so much confidence in myself. So ideally, I feel like I want to... Not so much be a YouTuber, but I think it's more that I want to create my own content. And I want to do things that I like and that I enjoy. And I don't... Ultimately, I don't want to work towards someone else's dream coming true. I want to work towards making my dream
0: come Mm -hmm. true. So you want to be an entrepreneur, business owner, content creator, media empire...
1: Yeah. But then I've also done things where I was like, I guess I want to be a kindergarten teacher because I really like children. Or like, I guess I want to be a lawyer because I like arguing with people. I don't know. Like, it's just all these things that go, always go through my head that I'm just like, maybe I could do this. You know, ADHD coaching crossed my mind too. I was like, oh, maybe I could be a coach because Eric really changed my life. And like, you know, so I don't know. I feel like I get inspired by things. And then I'm like, I could do that too. But that's not ultimately what I want to do, I guess. Okay. Which is why I don't stick to it.
0: So you know, role of teacher. You could, there's a lot of ways to be a teacher other than being in a classroom. Um, arguer. Well, we've all been in the internet, so we know that that's, there's lots of places that happens. Um, coach. I mean, that's you playing, seeing the positives uh, in people, and, and pulling that out of people, and uh, and you like to inspire, and you're, you're creative, right? So the problem is, you have I think too many things that you might be good at. Lots of interest. I feel like
1: it's more. Yeah, I feel like it's more. I'm. I'm good at a lot of little things, but I'm not great at one particular thing. And I feel like it's because I get overwhelmed by the amount of work that goes into it, which is why I stopped doing my YouTube channel. Like before, I just used to put up random content, like whatever I wanted I mm-hmm. put it up. And then once I had the idea in my head to maybe get more focused and more honed into one theme on my channel, I started then getting overwhelmed with, Okay, well, how do I pick the theme? And then, and then it was, all right, well, not only now do I have to just make a video, but I have to do my makeup and I have to get the lighting done and then I have to edit. And then it's just like all these different things that I want to do. So the amount of workload that comes with any, any kind of like crafting towards your passion gets overwhelming for me, I
0: think. Do you want to make more time for um, YouTube or content creation as a hobby or is this something you would like to potentially do as your work?
1: I think ultimately I want, I want to do it as my work okay. because I know that it's not so much YouTube itself. I think it's just having a platform to put my content out there. And then hopefully eventually that would lead to other opportunities dealing with my creativity.
0: Uh, and I want to say too, I think you're thinking uh, smarter and, and uh, by thinking about this in a more broad sense than I think most people who are considering doing something online. So Um, and I think you're already ahead of the game in a lot of ways. Okay. Let me ask you this. Um, while people are thinking of questions, you were overwhelmed with the amount of work uh, when you were doing it before, right? How, what, like, tell me about like the point that you got to where you're, you're feeling overwhelmed and you're feeling that "Ah, I'm just not sure if I want to keep doing this because it's so much work.
1: The last time I was putting out videos consistently was I watched a show called Dr. Who huge and i would do sci-fi well i would do reviews about the show which is a sci-fi show and then when the season ended i didn't have any more content to create because the show was over so because of that i didn't know what else to do like i was like oh maybe i could do on the walking dead or other you know other tv it's shows cool. that i like but just the thought of like watching a show that i'm not like i'm an avid doctor who fan so for me it's fun to like watch it and i don't feel like i'm pre- like working i guess mm-hmm. when i'm like writing reviews and stuff but for everything else i was kind of like at the time i didn't nothing really sparked me like doctor who did
3: All Right, so
0: you I had
1: so you, i just kind of like
0: so you were creating content based on something that was not in your control and what was not in your control was how much doctor who would be produced right
4: mm-hmm.
0: did you uh have ever right. consider a pl- like all right what's next because uh, you know not all TV shows have like a run like the Simpsons
1: <laughs> yeah I mean I've done things where I was also like a host of a video game web show which is a lot of fun I got to go to game conventions and interview people which is a lot of fun um, so I think just nerd culture in general I really like but then again coming up with the Decision on what to
5: talk about or film about is hard for me. Okay.
0: Uh, Let's go to Kat and then Juliet.
5: So I'm wondering, I mean, the longevity of what you're doing, and I know what it's like to have like interest in something for a little while and then interest in something else for a little while. And I'm actually thinking back to a mastermind that we did in either either in my group or one that I was an admin in before but the person had done some podcasts and she was she basically had done two different runs of podcasts and I'm kind of thinking you know could you do sort of seasons where you are focusing on maybe different things where I put in the chat over here like a, all right. <laughs> so great minds think alike. I sh- yes. I,
0: I was just showing written down on my sticky note, from, which is my external brain as we're talking here, seasons.
5: Yeah. And I'm thinking, you know, I mean, and I wrote down kindergarten debate team coach where you could get two groups of kindergartens, kindergarten kids and have them debate each other That's hilarious. all together, but no, seriously, you could, you know, you could do seasons of different things and then, then it sort of doesn't look so ADD, if you will. It it looks like seasons and you wouldn't have to even record them all at the same time. You just would maybe release them consecutively.
0: Thought. How does that sit with you?
1: I like that idea. Yeah. Cause then I can like, you know, change topics as often as my interest change, I guess, you know, or, Or if I guess if I lose, start to lose interest in something, I can like take a break from the season and then come back to it.
0: Katie, I think you're a personality, right? And like, so you can do Katie does fill in the blank and like each, you know, that fill in the blank is your season topic. So it's like you are the draw of the show and then whatever it is you happen to be interested in during that period of time is what the focus of the show is. Hmm. I like that. Because you know there's a lot yeah. of people who are passionate about something and they do a channel because they're passionate about something, right? But they're not really like a personality per se, right? Like I think one of the reasons that that uh, Jessica McCabe's channel does so well is she's passionate and she's a personality. Like she she gets she has that great combination, right? I think that you have a, a very similar kind of energy and can bring that to, to whatever it is that you do.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's go to, to Julie. I think that makes sense. Juliet, hello, hi. Yeah, um, Katie, I just thought about um, you mentioned. I want to ask when you said kindergarten teacher, was it more because you wanted to just like work with kids, or was it because you wanted to teach them?
1: No, I think it was more like first I wanted to be kindergarten teacher, and then I was like, well, there's a lot of school for that, right? And then mm. I was like, okay, I'll, I'll do a daycare teacher because I wanted to like, I guess just hang
4: out, you know, like, yeah, I don't know. Cause- so I thought maybe, um, and it might be a little bit too specific, but I was thinking you like creating content, um, maybe you like to work or support kids. So what about, um, and I may go with Eric's idea of um, creating content for kids with ADHD because then you're kind of incorporating kids, coaching, personality, or it's just something that you do? I don't know. Or Katie fills in the blank of being an, a kids' content creator. I don't know.
0: Katie goes back to kindergarten. <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, yeah. That would, that would be fun. No, I think... Well, I just kind of threw in it. I wanted to be a teacher. It's just an, a, something I used to want to do like for a really long time ago. Mm-hmm. Just to show how different my paths are, which is... Ultimately, I never went to college because I literally couldn't decide on what I wanted to do. You know, so I think I just have so many
0: different paths running through. And I think the, the thing that, um, you know, I think we think that we need to make this decision, and then it's like this is the rest of our life. Like, no, like I think we want to like try to stick with something for more than a minute, right? Like, if we can go three to five years and then reevaluate, like, cool, right? Like, go make a five-year run. Like, if we can find something that. So you can have all these other ideas. They can all be equally good. You know, there's a, there's a number of different ways you can go about trying to decide. There's the flip a coin, which is one of my preferred methods when all decisions seem good. Um, And then sort of feel like notice how you feel based on whatever side uh, is, comes up. You can make, make a choice and then put all the other things on that. I'm going to revisit this in a year or in three years and by you know, um, and then you can, decide again so it's not that you can't do the other things it would be that you're just making a decision to procrastinate on purpose to to not do it now so you can do um this other thing now go to carrie
2: hey katie as you were talking i was thinking about what are all of the reasons you love doing those different things and like what is it about Teaching that you like. What is it about the youtubing that you like? What is it? Because sometimes when we think of things in terms of an actual role or a job or a career, without digging into the different things that it is that you like about it, or even more important, the things that you're avoiding that you don't like. Um, you know, it, it. It seems like, especially given how creative you are and how. Um, enthusiastic you are and how much energy you have, being able to create something of your own by looking at what are the things that my strengths are and what am I good at and what do I like and what do I don't like to be able to kind of form your own thing might be another way to look at it that might take away some of that feeling like which job does it need to be? Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think I like those things because I don't feel like I'm like to me it just feels like fun you know yeah. like it just feels like i'm especially when i'm recording with other people like i've done mm-hmm. i've had my friends in my videos and to me it just feels like we're i don't know back in high school or something and just laughing and stuff and whatever and having fun yeah um and i feel like i don't want my work to feel like it's work yeah so i'm an admin now i'm an office manager but i feel like I don't like that. It's not. It's, I like my, my job itself is fine. Like I feel like I'm happy in my role, but that's not what I want to be doing. And then I see people in my job who are like graphic designers. Like Jesse's a graphic designer at my job. Um, or I'll see people like doing what they want to do, or like they pursued a like actual career and a passion. And I'm like, why didn't I ever do that? And why can't I still do that? Like why am I settling? And I feel like. That's how it's been my whole life. I'm just content with
2: settling and stuff. Until now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Until now. <laughs> yeah. This is exciting.
0: I want to dive in to this idea of that not wanting work to feel like work. What I want to do first though, is take a really quick break. And then when we come back, let's, let's dive right into that. We will be right back. This episode dropped on Tuesday, February 19th, and if you're catching this before 4 p.m. Central, go RSVP for today's registration event at coachingrewired.com, because today is your last chance to save $100 off your enrollment if you sign up today for our spring coaching and accountability groups. And if you missed early registration, don't delay. You only have three chances left to register, and it all ends next Thursday.
3: The reason I joined the ADHD Rewired Coaching Group, I'd been diagnosed with ADHD last December, so that was months before I I learned of the group. I'd been listening to the podcast. I read just about everything that's ever been written, watched all the webinars I can find. I consumed all the information I could, but I still was having trouble figuring out where to get started, how to begin, and just having the discipline to even make use of all of that information. And I've heard that um, when you find the right medication, it's going to be I think the quote I heard was, uh, wow, where have you been all my life? And for me, it was more like, oh, nice to meet you. Now what? So the medication, I think, gets me so far, but there's still a lot that I have to do myself to manage things. And I was starting a a new job that I like, but is uh, super demanding in all of the areas that I struggle with. Uh, Also having a lot of struggles at home. I was at my wits end. I needed to do something else. Listening to the podcast, I came across the idea of the group. And I'm very skeptical of groups, didn't know what else to. Do. So I signed on, and I've learned a lot of techniques. I've done planning farther out into the future now than I even knew existed. I feel like I'm planning things that are outside the edge of the map, like I'm Columbus or Magellan or someone. Uh, so there's a lot of techniquey kind of things that I've learned that I'll still struggle with, uh, but some of them work really well for me, and some of them, like I say, I'll just have to, you know, keep working at it. Probably the most amazing thing that I did not expect and hadn't really thought about was just, you know, meeting bunch of amazing, accomplished people that struggle with exactly what I struggle with. It opened up a whole new perspective for me. I, I've talked with some close friends about my diagnosis because I, I wanted to share it with people just to be able to talk with someone that understood and and I really got a lot of sideways glances like, yeah, isn't that what kids have? Isn't that uh, yeah, they try to diagnose my kid and I'm not doing that medication with him. So here I meet a bunch of people that I don't have to explain what it is. It's given me the inspiration to know that I can do hard things. I'm watching other people do hard things. And that was what I was most skeptical about group situations because I don't do real well in team projects and things like that all the time. But it, Ironically turned in to be the the biggest benefit of the whole thing. And, you know, cost wise, it's, you know, it's, it's a significant amount of money, but I would not hesitate to do it again. It, the value is just incredible. And I i feel like I can actually plan out past the edge of the map now and I, I see a future. I understand myself a lot better and I'm just, you know, super excited. What are you waiting for? Early registration
0: ends today at 4 PM essential. And registration ends next week, February 28th. Our final three registration events are Thursday, February 21st, Tuesday, the 26th, and Thursday, February 28th. The 21st is at 11 a.m. Central. The 26th is at 4 p.m. Central. And the 28th is at 2 p.m. Central. Don't wait because like all past groups, these two will fill up. Don't get stuck on the wait list. Don't wait until next summer when I'm going to only do two groups and there will be no early registration discount. If you are planning on doing it and you didn't write it down and you told yourself that you'll remember to RSVP, don't believe it. Your brain is lying to you. Write it down, set a reminder or five reminders, or just go now to coachingrewired.com and RSVP before it's too late. Come experience the ADHD Rewire Difference. You too can do hard things. It all starts at coachingrewired.com. That's coachingrewired.com. All right, we are back and uh we're gonna dive into that question that I we were talking about right before the break. Work feeling like work. What does work feel like?
1: <laughs> what does like what the work I do now feel like?
0: Well you said that you don't want work to feel like work. So what is like Unpackage that for us.
1: Okay, so in my current role, I don't feel this way, but I have worked in past positions before in the same type of role, and I always feel like I'm doing like the bitch work. If that makes you know that makes sense, like I'm the lackey of the office, like I'm restocking the printer, you know, with paper supplies, and like I know like why my role is crucial to the job. Like I know that my role kind of helps support everyone else do their job you know um but I always feel like I'm kind of like the hired help you know or I I have felt that before and I feel like I've I've also done a job before where I was helping um it was an assistant role but it was more like content management so I would like go to the back end of a website and I'd upload stuff to like their magazine and stuff and that to me like that was fun like I didn't feel like work it just felt like I was like doing something towards the greater good and actually contributing to something. So I think maybe I just also want to feel like I'm contributing to something and not just like taking care of the office.
0: So when you say it feels like work, is that what you mean is that you're just taking care of the supporting role of something or someone else?
1: Yeah. I just feel like it feels like doing something I don't really want to be doing, but it's giving me a paycheck. So I'm doing it.
0: Has there been a time that you could think of where you did put in some, some hard work and maybe even in the moment you're like, ugh, this sucks, this hard, but you persevered through it and looking back, you were glad that you did?
1: Yeah. I mean, I feel that way in my role now. Like there's times even where like I was at work until like three in the morning, you know, setting up like a Thanksgiving lunch for my office. And then in the end, like I was crying, like I was literally crying because I was so tired and like stressed out. I was the only one doing it. But then the next day, I came in and everyone looked happy, and they were like, you know, eating and stuff and having fun. And I was like, wow. I was. Like, I remember even thinking, I was like, wow, this is all worth it.
5: Mm-hmm.
1: You know. So in in that case, my role, like my current role, like there are moments that that make me happy, but I think ultimately it's not what I want to be doing. So ultimately, I'm never going to be truly happy because it's not as fulfilling as I want it to be. Hmm.
0: What's the most fulfilling thing you feel you've ever done? You can name a few fulfilling things. Like what comes to mind when you think of the fulfilling things that you have done?
1: Like to me, what's fulfilling is spending time with my family okay. and I don't know, spending time with friends and just enjoying life, traveling. I really love traveling. And then also creating my own content. Like if I look back at my life a few years ago, when I was actually consistently putting out content, I feel like that's when I was kind of like the most happy in my life. Because at the same time too, Jesse was also like working on making his own, like trying to build his own business. And I think we were both kind of feeding off each other's creativity. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just felt like we were working towards something, which was nice. And then I kind
0: of stopped. Do uh, do you and, uh, and Jesse have complementary skill sets?
1: I think so. I think he's very... Um, he's very like business savvy and like not business savvy, but he's just extremely creative. He's so talented. He can do pretty much anything he tries (laughs) very well. Um, So he's, he's really good at being creative and I'm very good at kind of like doing the business side of things, but only if he tells me what to do, I can't on my own decide this is what you need for your business to function.
0: Is, uh, is Jesse there by chance?
1: No, he's at work.
0: Cause I was wondering if, if he were if he was asked if he thought that you could do anything and do it well, what he would say
1: I think he would say me putting out my own content. Like he always encourages me to do that. And he always encourages me like he'll he he kind of said the same thing to Issa before about like my personality just kind of even being like the key to like my videos and stuff. He's like, Your personality in itself will gain an audience. He's like, you just have to put in the work yes. to actually make it happen. And I feel like the work <laughs> is what gives me the issue, you know, it's kind of like, it's not that I don't want to do it. It's just that I don't want to do it.
0: <laughs> is it that you're afraid of the commitment? Is that part of it? That you feel like you're going to be trapped.
1: It could be. I think so. Okay. I think it's just more that. Yeah. I think There's so many videos in my YouTube channel where I was like, "Hey guys, I'm back! I'm gonna make another video on Tuesday or tomorrow or whatever." And then six months later go by, and I'm like, "Hey guys, I'm back!" You know, so your channel could be called (laughs) Katie's
0: Back. (laughs)
4: Katie's (laughs) Back. Back again.
0: You know, when you're starting something like committing to creating regular content, you know, when I when I started my podcast and part of of how I, for, for me, just saying into a, a public sphere that I'm committing to doing something and releasing something once a week um, was highly motivating uh, for me to, to keep doing it and keep releasing content. You know, And, you know, the first, especially the first year, like the podcast was a ton, ton of work, right? I was doing my own editing, you know, I was still kind of figuring out the format for the first couple months, you know, it's, I mean, it, this show wasn't even initially an interview show. It was, I sort of just stumbled into it being an interview show, right? So, like, start with what you're, what you want to do, and sort of organically, you know, feel it out. And one of the the, I think the the sweet rewards of the consistent hard work is that once you start to get some success with it. Hopefully you're starting to get some revenue, whether it's through ad dollars that you're getting through YouTube or however you're planning on on doing that. Um, Then you can start hiring editors. And so the stuff that maybe you don't like to do as much or the stuff that really is time consuming work, right, that you're getting help with.
1: Mm -hmm. That's actually another thing I wanted to do, which I love editing videos. Like ever since I was a kid, I used to take my mom's camcorder and just record like a scene and then pause the video and then rewind over where you see me pause it and then pick up like the next scene again. So I was always kind of doing that before I ever got an editing software. Okay. And then once I actually got an editing software, I would make my own music videos. Like it's something I've done. I love doing my entire life. And then, so I think that's why I also really like doing YouTube because I'm kind of creating and editing myself, okay. Okay. not myself, but you know what I mean? My own mm-hmm. content. And then, And then I've also thought as a career path to even be going to like post production and edit Mm -hmm. videos. But then, but then I'm also like, but I'm not creating my own content. I'm creating content for someone else.
0: And I'll tell you this, like I, there's a part of the editing process that I actually do really enjoy Okay, I, I get really into that. Like, it's it doesn't take me long to get locked into hyper focus when I'm uh, when I'm doing audio editing because, like, I am slightly synesthetic, so I can sort of like see hear sound, right? And so I get, it's really engaging for me, right? I also know this is not something that I should be doing, all right? So I allow myself right. to edit my ads, right? So I get a little bit of that, but if I were to edit all my episodes, like, there's no way I can, you know, do this the stuff that's bringing in revenue. Right. right.
1: Yeah, that
0: makes sense. So I was trying to figure out what can you do that you love 80 to 90% of what you're doing? right? Because, you know, it's it is work. There are things that are hard. There are things that are tedious. There are things that, you know, we all wish no matter how much we love what we do, there will always be things and there will always be days or weeks where we're like, I just I, I just need a time out like I need like a day between Saturday and Sunday. I need like we squeeze out another week right in here because I could really use this, right? Like that's, you know, uh, that's a delting, right? But the other mm-hmm. thing to consider in the, the context of all of these possibilities of things you can create, right? Which I I mean I I do think whatever you do, you're going to do it because I think you have so much talent. I'm mean, Katie V. I when you did that um the the Adam and Bunch song just like off the cuff like, which I'm, will be, have been added to the intro of this podcast. Cause it was, and it was brilliant. It was, you, you wrote that in like what, a minute or two. And just like, if that's the way your brain works, Katie, and that was easy for you to do, you need to be creating content. Right. I mean, to me, that's like, holy moly. Like that was incredible. Right. But there's also, um, there's you and there's, there's Jesse, but there's also, uh, there's a bun in the oven that's going to be coming. So how does this all factor into uh, to this discussion?
1: I think that's why now I'm like really wanting to kind of switch paths is because like Jesse's also trying to, like I said before, he's trying to build his own business. And I think we both just want to show our daughter that if we're following our passions, like we want her to, follow her passion. You know what I mean? I think we want to encourage her so much and whatever it is that she wants to do. And I think if we can show her by example, that would be 10 times more amazing. I know it doesn't have to you know, be by example, but I think ultimately we want to show like, yeah, you know what, against all the odds, like we, we followed our own passions and we made ourselves happy in life. And you know, that's all that matters. So that way she can do that as well.
0: Okay. So you want to do something that you could feel proud of to show your daughter.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. But even you saying before where you were like, Oh, you made that song in like two seconds. Like, I mean, thank you. But to me, like that doesn't seem like a talent. You know what I mean? Like that just doesn't, that just seems like something I do. So it's not,
0: you know, you know what that's called something that other people refer to as a talent and you're, and you feel like it's just what I do. That's called a gift.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, and sometimes we don't realize that we have a gift until it's reflected back to us. Because you really do, Katie. Yeah. You really do have a gift. Thank you. All right.
5: And I always like to tell people that they're supposed to give gifts away.
4: Mm-hmm. You're supposed to so share. So That
1: is very true and sweet. I'm gonna
0: cry. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure the the sniffles are near the uh, the the microphone so we can pick it up for a dramatic uh, audio <laughs> effect. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> sorry everybody Uh, (laughs) so you know Katie so let's let's brain dump some ideas because I mean so it can be YouTube it could be Twitch it could be whatever it is but like content creation right Mm -hmm. is that something you like to do to to maybe get a little bit more clarity on what direction you'd like to take or is there another direction you'd like to go in
1: yes and no Um, so I think another thing I'm really struggling with now as far as even starting my content creation and the biggest hurdle I have to get over is that I'm not taking action even on the things that I should be at home. So like, I mean, obviously it's difficult. I'm pregnant and it makes things difficult, but because mm-hmm. I'm pregnant, I'm not on my medication. So it's been really hard to schedule myself and to kind of use everything I've learned, you know, over the coaching group and over to like the last year. Yeah. Um, and like, maybe work on how can I work on strategies while I'm not on medication to make sure I'm still driving towards my goal. Cause I feel like once I I know that I won't be perfect and do it every single day, which is okay. But I think as long as I can, like you say, you know, to practice resiliency and keep getting back on the horse. And I think as long as I'm practicing that I can eventually get to where I want to with my creation goal.
0: So I just want to acknowledge and honor the fact that that you are, you know, you showed up here on time, right day, right time, right place, oh. unmedicated. Oh. That's pretty amazing. When, you know, ADHD is a performance disorder. It's like we know what we need to be doing, right? And our ability to use the skills and the strategies that we know are helpful, um, that's that's the brain, you know, and that's the brain not really cooperating. That's ADHD. right? So we have to look at, it's not just about the right skills and strategies. It's trying to focus as much as our attention on what is everything that I can do in my environment to make sure that my brain is um, being supported in the best way possible. So, you know, focusing support, not just strategies, but, what kind of support can you get around making sure you're getting enough sleep? Are you exercising?
1: No, but I've actually been looking for a prenatal class. Okay. To take.
0: Yeah. I, remember, I, one, I yeah. remember when my wife was pregnant. They, they're, they they had said like if you're currently exercising, you can keep exercising. If you're not currently exercising, they don't recommend starting while you're pregnant. I don't know if that's. I mean, with with science, everything changes, you know. So I don't know what what the recommendation is to this minute. Like what else can you do to, to also simplify your life?
1: I've actually been trying to work on building an ADHD toolbox. Okay. So writing down like all my strategies that I learned. So using accountability groups and buddies and then using like a timer, you know, is super important. Okay. Um, using a schedule in my, in my planner and calendar. I feel like the thing is that I'll write down my stuff in my schedule Mm -hmm. and then I just forget it exists. It's like out of my head.
0: So you have ADHD. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So Surprise. Right? I mean, so thinking about what are the things that we can do to... So we're identifying what that that issue is. So what are the things that, that you can do so you're not having to remember? Like, can you... Wear a hat, get like a, a clothesline pin and, and a piece of paper, and your schedule is just hanging from the hat all day long. <laughs> if anyone could pull that off, Katie, I think, it's a good you, can, one. I think you can pull it off. <laughs>
1: I'll just put a picture of me on the back of it, so, so <laughs> no one can tell us it's
0: <laughs> Remember those 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 visor hats that like had the nine volt battery and like the lights across the top, like the little like Christmas light thingy? Uh, no. Roxy's like, I have no idea. Cat knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> so we've been thinking about those kinds of strategies because it's not about like, all right, like I have to figure out what tools I can use. It's about, so you know, so much of ADHD management is environmental modification. Right, Learning the skills is a huge part of it. But then once you have the skills, once you have the tools, that becomes a very small part of it, right? It's setting up the environment so you use the skills and tools that you know to use. Right. right. Yeah. Cause I know
1: what to do. I'm just not doing what I know.
0: And that is ADHD. Right. <laughs> I also heard that when you're pregnant, your brain size actually shrinks because you're the, cause that human being that is inside of you is, is actually um, uh, it's consuming parts of you. And uh, it's, so it's, it's what, what's the, the, when like a, a organism is um, inside and.
1: A parasite. Yes. it's even <laughs> a parasite
0: inside of you. Yes. I'm sure, she, I'm sure she's going to be all my adorable.
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right. So here's the thing we should do. I think we should take a quick break and let's, uh, let's regroup when we come back. Um, or where we're going to focus for the, uh, the kind of the final piece of, uh, of this. We have uh, figuring out the toolbox and how to use it. We have figuring out the direction of what you want to do when you grow up. And uh, how are we going to put this all together with a, uh, a baby on the way? We will be right back. We had a great turnout at last Thursday's webinar, Adulting with ADHD, Tools and Strategies for Healthy and Productive Living. If you missed it, the replay is available to all of our patrons at the $5 a month level. And don't forget, patrons at the $5 a month level can join me for a strategy session every fourth Tuesday of the month at 3 p.m. Central on Zoom. I also just added a new perk. Every month, On our live Q&As, we get more questions than we are able to answer. Become a patron at the $15 a month level, and we'll be sure to answer your question on the podcast, guaranteed. Remember, love is more than an emotion. It's an action. Take action today to show your love for ADHD Rewired. Go to ADHDrewired.com slash Patreon. That's ADHDrewired.com slash Patreon. And thanks. The ADHD Women's Palooza is back, and it starts next week. Join me and over 30 of the top ADHD experts focused on women's issues with ADHD. It's taking place February 25th through March 2nd. I'll be there along with Jessica McCabe, Rick Green, Alan Brown, Melissa Orlov, Ned Hallowell, Thomas Brown, Casey Dixon, Ari Tuckman, and many more. Seriously, go check out this lineup. It's pretty fantastic. I'll be talking about community and its importance to healing and thriving. Catch my session Friday, March 1st at 5 p.m. Eastern. All sessions are free to attend or catch the replay for up to 24 hours after the event completely free. Encore packages are also available to purchase so you can watch or listen when it fits your schedule. To learn more, go to ADHDrewired.com palooza. That's com slash Palooza. Palooza is P-A-L-O-O-Z-A. All right, we are back. Let's see if we can just rewind our conversation here that we were having. Uh, so you had just said you had this vision your whole life of what?
1: So my entire life, I've always envisioned that if I was ever going to be good at one thing, it was being a mom. And I feel like Like, once it happens, like, it's going to kind of give me the kick in the ass that I need, you know, in order to move forward and actually take action on the things that I need to take action on. But one, I've always, like, every moment in my life, I'm always like, once this happens, then I'll do this. Once this happens, like, I'm always kind of waiting for the next moment in order to do something. So I know from being in the community and from experience, well, not personal experience, but from hearing other people's experiences that. It's not as simple as, you know, just having the baby and then all of a sudden you're the perfect mom um, or, you know, you're the perfect person (laughs) with suddenly curative ADHD. Um, So I know it's going to be a struggle. So I think now now I'm trying to also pursue my passion and and work on the goals that I need to in order to build the foundation I need before the baby comes. Could some of that,
0: be a somewhat of a that um what, what is it the the nesting sort of that tendency that you're trying to like set up home in a sense i can't really speak to that specifically um because i'm a man but i know that there's a uh that the what is isn't that what it's called like the nesting something is
5: nesting, yes. and that's typically more like the cleaning where you get really into all that to me what I hear her going through is more of my legacy. Mm. What is the legacy okay. that I want to leave and what do I want to, you know, pass on or like you said your dream and and showing her that she can achieve her dreams and I think that's a pretty typical pregnancy response.
1: Yeah, or like how will I remember to pack her lunch for school? Like I mean like it's just stuff like that like where I'm just like trying to make sure I'm or like, I guess like a perfect example of is like a discussion that me and Jesse had is, as far as like doing, you know, being on top of stuff is like, what if she's going to go on a field trip, which is obviously years down the line, but you know, what if she's going to go on a field trip and we forget to turn in her permission slip on time, you know, and then, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. (laughs) And then they miss out, you know, and then it's, it's, it's a real, it's it's a real concern that like, I just want to make sure that, like I said, I don't expect to be a perfect mom, and I I think part of it is and I know a part a huge part of it is learning as it comes along, mm-hmm. you know, and learning through experience and I also don't want to be a perfect mom because I want her to see that her parents make mistakes as well. Thank you. Yeah, I think it's really important, you know, for her to see and then for us to be open about it and show her how we fix the situation, you know, and help her build a strong foundation, but I think I also want to have a little bit, <laughs> you know, before she comes a little bit of structure that way it's not so chaotic and
4: blown up when she, when she comes.
0: Okay. Juliette?
4: Katie, you talked about um, the school notes and all the commitments around um, school. Um, so with my son, I haven't missed a permission slip yet for anything. I have forgotten to put them in his bag and I have ran them down to school um, maybe once or twice in my pyjamas and I've embarrassed him, but he can see out of that I think that he's seen that I do make mistakes, but I can back up and be responsible. And, you know, at the end of the day, as long as a note gets there, the in-between, it's that journey of just getting it there and then seeing stuff up is really good because then he kind of, he's taking a little bit more responsibility because um, he wants to go to that, that, yeah, that thing with his friends. But, um, yeah, so you will get there. Mm-hmm. And lunch boxes too. They get in the bag eventually, or you drop them yeah. up in your pajamas, but they get fed, but they'll, they'll be okay.
0: Katie, you should just get like <laughs> a, a, a stamp of your signature <laughs> made um, and just keep it in his bag or her bag. There you go. That's, I don't know. No one's ever thought of that yet. Uh, Carrie.
2: Katie, I was just going to say that the I've lost my one train of thought, but I'll tell you the second one. <laughs> Which one? Is, <laughs> who else is ADHD? <laughs> um, <laughs> I hear. um, I think I hear a. What can I get done now that will help make it a little bit easier later? And you obviously get the concept that you can't predict everything, and you're hearing that. But there are are there certain pain points right now that um, that you think might be helpful to give you kind of a to hone in on some areas that you might be able to focus on to get settled, like something that might not be impacted by the baby coming like I don't know grocery shopping and food or finances like doing all your bills payments or anything that would make you feel like okay this I've got under control I know how I'm going to do this I've got reminders set in place I've got the environment things set in place so that you can focus on something to get done that you know will help you when When she's arrived. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, I think now one thing I'm good at, good about is my finances. Um, But I definitely need to work on meal planning, which is really important for me. Um, And then also just building up my toolbox or utilizing my ADHD toolbox, which I know Roxy had mentioned before about the... Accountability group for YouTube.
0: Are you asking for help in enough places? No. Where could you be asking for help more?
1: I think everywhere. I think one thing I've learned about myself recently is I try to do everything myself because I'm so used to that in my job that I think it reflects in everywhere else in my life.
0: If there was one thing that would kind of make you... feel a little bit lighter that if you could ask for help and you could receive it what would that be first thing that comes to mind don't filter
1: i want to say accountability
0: help 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 with accountability
1: yeah like if for instance like i really want to work on like creating my youtube channel so maybe getting help of, of like did you schedule when you'll film did you you know
0: So you want help with, with scheduling and someone who's a persistent and reliable kind of check-in person. Mm -hmm. Okay. And what else? What else would you like to ask for help with?
1: I feel like even this is hard for me. Like even just saying what I need help with is hard.
0: All right. Let's try it again. I'm going to make a marker. Who can you ask for help uh, from that could help you figure out what you should ask for help with? Who can I ask for help? So if you were to go to, if you, there was someone that you can go to and say, I need help asking for help. I don't even know what to ask for help. What should I ask for help with? Who would that person be?
1: Even this is hard for me because I feel like I don't want to burden anyone. Like, I feel like that's just what it always feels like. Like I'm gonna, I'm just burdening people by
5: asking for help. Can I jump in here? Please do. Have you ever helped anyone, Katie? Yeah. And how does it a feel lot. when you help them? How does it good. feel when you, when you help them? So could you think of it in a way that if you allow someone to help you, they get that same feeling you've gotten when you've helped other people?
4: Yeah, I think so.
0: Katie, any if you want to milk the pregnancy for asking for help, people want to help pregnant people. Like, it's just like, it's a thing. It's, it's like, we get to be a part of it, right? Like, ask... Yeah. can you ask jesse like what can i ask for help with more
1: yeah yeah i even actually have that problem like now even even though he's like clearly you know the father of my child like it'll be like three in the morning and i'm like oh my god i'm starving i need something to eat and i like battle myself to like wake him up and be like can you please make me something Eat even, and then I have to like convince myself, like, no, he wants to help you, just ask him. He's gonna be upset if you don't ask him because you're doing it and you should be sleeping.
0: Katie, can you talk to him about this head junk, the, the stories that are going on in your head? What about asking for help, but specifically with him? Can you just have a direct conversation about that? Yes, because I think he's gonna tell you that you're you're nuts and that you should keep asking for help because he wants to help you.
3: Yeah,
1: and hopefully
0: he's hugging you when he says that you're nuts because he means it in a kind way. <laughs>
1: he just throws nuts at me.
0: <laughs> so, accountability, um, help with asking for help. What about what is something you would just like not to have to deal with right now? You said meal prep earlier.
1: I sent you a prop earlier.
0: Meal prep? <laughs> eat, a, oh. <laughs> eat a prop? Eat a, what? <laughs> like what? <laughs> uh, yes,
1: meal prep. I really need, I, that's something I, I actually struggle with a lot is I always sit down to meal prep and then I'll sit there for like two hours, even though I'll set myself with a timer and uh, it just takes forever.
0: Is that your timer for intent so. to meal prep? <laughs>
1: Did you hear that? <laughs> yes.
0: Um,
4: <laughs> oh, it was sort sorry. of on cue. Let's,
0: uh, <laughs> so <laughs> what can you do to make meal prep easier? So you're not like, you know, so you have the meals that you need but it's not that you don't have to take the whole thing on.
1: (laughs) I'm sorry. I didn't hear what you said. I was spacing out. (laughs) 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 Roxy texted me and I got distracted. It was Roxy
0: that caused the text. Oh, you are in trouble. (laughs) Oh man. Wow, Sorry, that's, a, that's a whole new color red on you, Roxy. That's, uh, <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: so, uh, you know, since uh, since you disrupted the class, why don't, you, why don't you share it so the rest of the class can hear what the, the, the text said? I'm just kidding. You don't have to share it. I'm totally curious and really want to know what to say.
5: <laughs>
0: you know Katie's just signing a heart message. I feel like I'm just, I'm like, I'm, a, I'm on the outside of the Cool Kids Club right now. That's okay. I'm I'm alright with that. I didn't
1: I didn't read it. I didn't read the text. I was just saying I'm sorry, I threw you under the bus. <laughs> <laughs> all
0: right. Let's let's uh someone's got a rain in. I guess it's me. It's uh cat. I don't know, are you <laughs> I guess it's me, all right. Um Okay. So the book um the Art of Asking by Amanda Palmer. Have you ever read that or listened to it on audio? No. The
1: Art of
0: Asking? The Art of Asking. It is, it, it's, a, it's a gift, that book. I mean, it is, and it's wonderful on audio. It's, um, so Amanda Palmer is a musician. Um, she was the, uh, I think she was the first uh, artist who was able to independently raise a million dollars to crowdfund an independent uh, album she didn't want to deal with the record company anymore. And the stories that she tells about how she asked for help from her community. It's like the, the message behind it is P, give people the gift of allowing them to help you. Cause it really is a gift. People want to help. Mm-hmm. Well, wow. earlier up in the chat, uh, cat had an idea. I was just two comments about t- two comments ago. Could, um, could your content be about being an ADHD mom i love that i can
1: call it ADHD. adh me
0: you could start now because then people can sort of see the whole progression through the pregnancy too
1: yeah that's actually something i've been wanting to talk about in my channel is like my diagnosis and just dealing with adhd um yeah so i think that would be a great idea to kind of then talk about like what i'm struggling with as a person who's even trying to plan for a baby, which is even my baby shower. I'm trying to find a venue for it's like super overwhelming.
0: Why do you have to find the venue for the baby shower?
1: I'm not planning like my sister and Jesse's mom and my cousin are planning my shower, but I'm just trying to find a space that me and Jesse would like, because I feel like where they would put us, it wouldn't be our style. So I'm just trying to do like uh. Here's a list of places that we like. No, no,
0: no, no, no. They come to you with the list, and then you you approve or disapprove.
4: Hmm.
0: You Got to take care of you, yes. right? Hmm. Think you're. Sounds like you're you're in a sense comfortable in the role because you're familiar with it of taking care of everybody else. Yeah. Right? I think
1: that makes
0: sense. So ask your. You said it was your brother and your your mother-in-law.
1: My sister and, and my mother and, in mother and in my
0: husband. Just tell them that you need to let go of this one. Come, tell them to come back with you with uh, you know three to five places, and then be, be done. Back away from it.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Because it's also something I've been spending so much time doing. But even Jesse was like, "Why don't you stop doing that and work on other things?" Like he's like, "Maybe if you don't want to pick a venue or you can't find a venue, it's like maybe." Think about a theme that you want that you can tell them you want the theme to be, or, or something. You know, He's like, but I think that's a pattern that I have is I I get stuck on just like doing one thing, mm-hmm. and I can't move past it until it's done, which comes into my problem making decisions.
0: <laughs> Coin flipping and uh, and those game spinners, honestly, like when you have two, three, five, 10... Decisions or 10 options that are all decent options. Just go on chance. Right. Spin the dial, flip the coin. I, it, I can't tell you how often I use that as a, a strategy for making decisions. Cause I recognize that the hardest decisions to make are the ones that are similar. And when we can recognize that the pros and cons of either decision are about the same, that like we have to be clear. Are we looking for the perfect solution with no drawbacks because that one doesn't exist you're trying to go for the good enough it's so freeing right let go of the perfect let go of the trying to maximize everything that you know the best this the best that like that's so stressful like unless you find that fun there are people who find that fun right i'm not one of those people Right, I used to be like that, but it wasn't fun. I was driving myself crazy, right? It was so stressful. And I'm like, oh, I, either one is fine. doesn't really matter. And it's like, oh, it really doesn't matter. Like both. Yeah. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. I think that's actually something I, I realized yesterday. I had like a mind blowing epiphany that like in my role, I'm never making the final decision. I'm only ever giving options to my boss. You know, like, so I'll break down, I'll find good options. Like, I'm like, okay, here's, you know, one to three options. You can do these. And then he always makes a final decision. So it's never me. You know what I mean? Like, so I'm I'm constantly doing that in my life where I feel like because I'm relying on someone else to make the decision. Like, if you guys could literally be like, okay, this is what you should do for your career. I would love that. I would be like, okay, I'm going to do that. You know, because just me deciding on my own is so overwhelming.
0: You've already decided you want to be a content creator. You just got to pull the trigger.
1: Yes. Yes, I did. But yeah. And that was actually very apparent as I was doing the mastermind worksheet was, I was like, well, it's kind of clear about what I want, you know, as I'm writing it down, I think I just need to, like you said, you know, just narrow in,
0: you know, that stressful decision that we all have to make. It's usually on Saturday nights, but not always. Where do we want to go for dinner? So then it gets pushed back to you. I don't know. Where do you want to go? I don't know. Where do you want to go? And it's, I mean, it's like there's sitcoms about this because it's just so it's universal thing. So um, uh, a week or two ago, we, uh, my wife likes to like, the places we can go for dinner has to have a coupon. That's just how my wife is. I'm like, we don't go over at dinner that off, Let's just go where we want to go. She's like, but we have coupons for these places. I'm like, all right, fine. So I was like, where do you want to go? So I just lay lay out the, the coupons, literally close my eyes, and whenever my finger lands, All right, we're going here. Like, And there's so much freedom to just not giving a shit about those kinds of things, right? Like, Because there's part of you like, oh, well, do I really want that? I'm like, no, just like it's freedom and just not caring as much.
1: I was going to say, I feel like you say that and it makes me angry because not because of what you're saying, but it just makes me realize that like, I don't make decisions because I'm a people pleaser. Like I like like what you said about dinner. Like if, if Jesse's like, oh, "What do you want for dinner?" He always asks me and I'm like, "I don't know. What do you want?" And it's it is the back and forth, but it's always because I'm so content with just settling yeah. on what someone else wants.
0: So allow that anger to turn into self-determination to change that approach. Right? Um Okay, I realized this year, uh, late last year, working with a therapist, that uh, I was like, "Holy shit, I'm kind of a people pleaser too." Like, and I, which I like up until very, very recently, I would not have, if someone asked me for you, a people pleaser, I'm like, no, I'm a people pleaser. And then I was working with a good therapist who called me out on my shit really well, and uh, I was like, "Fuck," like, I am a people pleaser, <laughs> right? And uh, so i I've been doing better about owning what I want, what I need, and what I want to say. Right. Mm-hmm. One of my th- one of my themes for this year is say the hard things, have the hard conversations. You know, the thing about hard things is the more you do hard things, the easier it gets. Hmm. You guys know, uh, go noodle. It's like that kids like exercise thing. There's, it's totally weird. Like, I they, these guys probably have ADHD. Like, they like these two guys who are just like, it's like full of dad jokes, but it's like, but there's music and dance and all that. And there's this one line in there. I don't even know what it means, but I just keep replying it over and over again in my head. And it's just like it won't go away. And the the line is, um, awkward turtles make weird babies. They're doing a dance. What is this? What is this? I don't know what this is. This doesn't work for you. So they have like their hands. and And Kat and Katie on the screen were doing like the same thing. It was like a synchronized dance. What is this? Please. I'll, again, I feel like I'm I'm on the outside of the cool cause club. I have no idea what's going on. Roxy, do you have any idea I don't what's think going I'm doing on? It
5: right, but it's, it's an awkward turtle, and I can't remember now how it. But there's a thing that you do with your hand with the awkward turtle. It's not. I'm not doing it right.
0: What is that though?
5: What does it even mean? Like, I don't know. It was the name of my softball team one year. <laughs> it's, like, it's like the head and the tail are like awkward. There's like.
0: Gary and Juliet, do you guys have any clue what this is about? Oh my gosh.
2: I know all about Go Noodle, <laughs> but I, I don't think I've ever okay. seen it. I've just heard my daughter talk about it, but man, now I'm curious. Oh
4: my I have God. no idea.
3: Juliet. I'm just picturing
4: awkward turtles having babies. Yeah. And that's really. Oh, like you don't this. want to say what's this going on in my head. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I feel good. <laughs> that's not what I had in my head. Oh, oh, me, I- see!
0: There we go. (laughs) Awkward turtles having babies. That's uh, (laughs) all right. This, uh, this, I think a mastermind has taken a, um, an awkward turn, but I think what, let's, let's, let's let's see if our collectively our brains can regroup here. All right. So you started us trying to figure out what do you want to do? Because you have so many interests, so many possibilities and where it comes down to is a hard time with making decisions. Which I think is connected to also the decision for asking for help, and then deciding what to ask for help with. I think we also um, determine that you it, you do know what you want it to do. It's the taking action. Right. Something that I realized um, uh, years ago is that I would sometimes mistake. Decision making and action taking is like the same thing. So I would make the decision and then I wouldn't take action on it. And so I know when I make, you know, to-do list decision is a, is a to-do item. And I'm very clear that that is very separate from whatever the action is going to be. So Katie, do you want to decide now that you're going to start creating content?
1: Yes, but I'm also going to
0: take action. Okay. So let's get really specific. Are you, where are you going to be creating content
1: on YouTube?
0: Okay. When are you going to be creating content?
1: Within the next month. Is that okay to say?
0: It's not for me to say it's for you to say.
1: Yes. I'm going to say that because I don't have my planner in front of me.
0: Okay. And what's the channel going to be about?
1: Whatever I want it to be about. Mostly I would say I really like the idea of being a mom with ADHD.
0: Can you stick with that? Uh, I make the decision to stick with that and say, that's what I'm doing. At least for now, think about decisions. You can change your mind later. No decision is written in stone. Well, most decisions aren't written in stone.
1: Yes. And I also think that that is going to be the most, even if I change it later, it is going to be the most consistent thing because it's the truest thing
0: to me. It's I'm not relying on another source. Yes. content. yes, Absolutely. Absolutely. So what do you think the first, so in a month, is that you're uploading video or in a month you're starting to plan what you want to do?
1: No, in a month I'm uploading.
0: Okay, So what do you need to do this week that you're on track?
1: This week I need to maybe look at mom YouTube channels.
0: That That sounds like collecting information.
1: No, I don't think it's more that. I think it's just more getting inspiration and I don't know, kind of finding little bits of okay. pieces that I like from each one.
0: Would you be willing to put a cap on how many mom YouTube uh, channels that you'll look at? Three. Three.
1: Because I get bored with mom YouTube channels.
0: So three, three YouTube channels and how many videos on each
1: one video, maybe two, if I really like their videos.
0: Okay. All right. So two videos, three channels, you can make a six box checklist. All right. And then the next Mm -hmm. action will be what?
1: The next action is planning on which video I want to make. How do you do that? Actually, what I would like to do is I have a video that I filmed when the doctor, doctor who, they had a new doctor and she came back and I filmed a video of my reaction and I cried and it was, I made a really good review about it and I started editing it. I'm almost done. I have about like 10 more things to add in the video. I just never finished it. That was in December, but I really am proud of the video and I really want to get that up. So I think this week I can work on scheduling time to continue editing and then have it finished by next week, next Saturday. Okay. Um, and then uploading that. And then also planning on what I'll make my mom ADHD videos about.
0: Okay. So in four weeks from now, you're going to be uploading mom ADHD videos. What would need to happen three weeks from now? Where do you need to be in your in your development process?
1: I will have needed to record by then. Okay. Or at least recording by my third week. So okay. that way I can edit on the fourth and upload it.
0: So editing is like the beginning of the fourth week? Mm-hmm. Okay. And so what happens? Um, what do you need to do... Um, before you record.
1: I'm so used to like doing reviews that I usually do a script and I don't want to like, obviously have a script, but maybe just have key talking points. It's
0: okay to have a script. Lots of YouTubers use scripts.
1: Yeah. I just think if I'm talking about being a mom with ADHD, I want it to be more relaxed, fun videos, I guess, but I do definitely need talking points. Otherwise it's just going to be a rant rambling video I think okay so maybe just at least sorry I'm like losing my train of thought okay. um yeah maybe at least just having key talking points down about what I want to talk about like maybe the first one could be about like my diagnosis and then finding out I'm pregnant
3: so it
0: sounds like can you need, uh sit down and create like a do a brain dump on all the topics
1: okay so create a brain dump <laughs>
0: What about your technical I'm stuff? Like you're setting up your, your lighting and camera? Like when you need to do that?
1: That I can actually do the day of. I think I just need to create a area that I'll film in because Jesse has tons and tons of production equipment.
0: Okay. And what kind of accountability do you need?
1: Maybe just like a check in on WhatsApp. Okay. Uh, I just. Be like, hey, how's it going with your production?
0: So right now we're recording this on uh, February twelfth. I think we may be able to have this uh, episode be released on the nineteenth, one week from today.
4: Wow,
1: so soon!
0: How would okay. that How would that feel?
1: It would feel good because I feel like it'll put a fire. <laughs>
0: do you want people like listeners to be reaching out to you to say hey how's the youtube channel coming along
1: that would be nice
0: how would you let them do that
1: maybe through youtube because Mm -hmm. i always get i've actually gotten a comment before recently it was someone we were like hey where'd you go you know why do you stop uploading videos or whatever? And I remember seeing that and being like, Oh my God, I want to upload videos now. You know, like it was just very inspiring to see that. So maybe that would be a good place.
0: And how would they find you on YouTube?
1: You can go to youtube.com slash kitty cupcake makeup.
0: Say say it slowly and spell it out.
1: Uh, let me just make sure that's my handle.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yes. You have to be doing an ADHD mom because it's yes
1: it is www.youtube.com slash user slash katie k-a-t-i-e did you hear
0: that it a meow
1: sorry <laughs> <laughs> with was my voice <laughs> my audio my video started playing on my youtube channel <laughs> okay start over it is www.youtube.com user slash katie K-A-T-I-E. Cuppy, C-U-P-P-Y. Cake. C-A-K-E. And then makeup. M-A-K-E-U-P. Because I used to do makeup tutorials.
0: Okay. Katie Cuppy Cake Makeup. So, and we'll get the link to that also posted in the show notes. If you're listening and you're like, wait, what did she say? And you try rewinding it three times and you're like, wait, what did she say? Just go to the show notes for this episode. <laughs> uh, go to adscrewired.com slash 258, I believe. Yes, if it comes out next week on the uh, 19th, it'll be 258. So um, Katie, okay, I'm excited because I, I don't really follow that many YouTube channels and uh, I would follow yours.
1: So you're going to be like, and I'm not going to follow you. So
0: <laughs> and it's not going to change either, you know, so it's uh, so good luck. <laughs> um, do you have any other questions for for any of us? No, I just want to
1: thank you guys for your time. I feel like it's really helpful to even just get everything out there.
0: So do you think that you could um, come up with an impromptu summarization song of your hit mastermind right now on the fly? I need
1: a tune. I need to do it to a tune.
0: <laughs> Wait, what was that cat? I
5: don't know if you'd know this one. Um, the Jefferson's moving on up to the east side. I don't know the rest of the words. Give me one second. Roxy,
0: you got one? <laughs> another, another, another song idea?
1: Well, I thought of Gilligan's Island, but that's even older. Yeah. i gonna make my YouTube channel, gonna make it work. I'm gonna make some videos and then I'm gonna twerk. <laughs> <laughs>
0: i was like where is she gonna go with this one and yeah <laughs> katie thank you so much uh this is awesome um looking forward to to seeing everything you do and looking forward to seeing that baby
1: thanks guys coming.
0: This is Eric Tivers. Thank you for listening and congratulations for making it to the end. ADHD Rewired is more than just a podcast. We are a community focused on learning, growing, and connection. The website is adhdrewired.com. You can find summaries and additional resources for each episode. You can apply to our free and secret Facebook community. You can learn more about ADHD Rewired's intensive online video-based coaching and accountability groups and sign up for my email newsletter to get exclusive content you won't get anywhere else. It's all at ADHDrewired.com. While you're there, click the Patreon button. If you're a regular listener and you're still listening to my voice, Consider making a monthly contribution by becoming a patron through our Patreon page. If you are able to financially support my work, it would mean a lot. This show is free to listeners, but it is not free to produce. And patrons get really cool perks. You can follow me on Twitter at Eric Tivers. You can like our Facebook page at facebook.com slash ADHD Rewired. If you're a coach, therapist, or related professional, connect with me on LinkedIn at linkedin.com slash Eric Tivers. You can also subscribe to ADHD Rewired on YouTube. And you can subscribe to ADHD Rewired on YouTube and see select interviews and some other videos I've posted. Podcasts change lives. You can make a difference in someone's life by spreading the word about this podcast. Mention it in your online communities on Facebook, Twitter, Reddit, or wherever you hang out online. And be sure to share it with your friends and your family and your clients, as well as your coaches, therapists, and doctors. And if you're a coach, therapist, doctor, or ADHD support group leader, and you would like a pack of podcast postcards to hand out, you can request those at my website, ADHDrewired.com. And if you're a member of CHAD or any other ADHD support group, please be sure to tell them about this podcast. You can even show them how to download it on their phone. You know, you might be the person that turns somebody on to a podcast for the very first time. And if you really love this episode, please consider hitting share on your podcast player. I'm only one person and I count on you to help me spread the message. One of the biggest things that you can do to support this podcast and to help other people discover it is to leave an honest rating and review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher or any other podcast app that accepts ratings and reviews. And don't forget to hit subscribe on this podcast on your podcast app so new episodes are automatically pushed to your favorite podcast app. Looking for more ways to listen and learn? Get a free audiobook and a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash ADHD Rewired. Not sure where to start? In no particular order. Check out Atomic Habits by James Clear. The Body Keeps Score by Bessel van der Kolk. 10% Happier and Meditation for Fidgety Skeptics. These are both by Dan Harris. Change Your Questions and Change Your Life by Marilee G. Adams. The One Thing by Gary Keller and Jay Papasan. Procrastinate on Purpose by Rory Vaden. The Four Tendencies by Gretchen Rubin. Do you have trouble asking for help? Listen to The Art of Asking by Amanda Palmer. It's one of the best produced audio I've ever heard. If you're looking for something a little bit more, say, Magical. I unexpectedly fell in love with the Harry Potter series. And I don't usually listen to those kinds of books. And I loved it. And of course, if you haven't yet boarded the Brene Brown bus yet, check out Brene Brown's books, starting with The Gifts of Imperfection, Daring Greatly, Rising Strong, The Power of Vulnerability, and if you're an entrepreneur or a leader in any capacity, check out her 2018 book, Dare to Lead. And Brene still is my most wanted guest. So if you know Brene, you would be so kind to make that connection for me. I would be really, really grateful. You know who else I would like to have on the show? You. Click the podcast tab at ADHDrewired.com and then click the Be a Guest button at the top of that page and schedule a 15-minute pre interview this is eric Tivers reminding you to keep learning keep growing and keep connecting self-care is not selfish and no matter what gets done or doesn't get done at the end of the day you are still enough and no matter how hard it feels we can do our things thanks for listening i'll catch you next week